great to be back with you today. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn with me to the book of Galatians. If you need a Bible, we will have one of our ushers come, and uh, you just simply raise your hand, and you can either keep this, you can uh, give it to a friend, or if you're good and you don't need to keep it or give it to a friend right now, you are welcome to turn that back in to our Next Steps table as you leave. If you do get one of those Bibles, we're going to be in page on page 1168, so 1,168. Galatians chapter 2 is where we are going to be. So as you turn there, uh, I, would, I want to go over just a few important dates that are coming up for our church that I want to really emphasize uh, as we look ahead towards the spring. Of course, you know, with the, with the warm temperatures, it felt like spring yesterday. It's going to feel like spring the day before, you know, I'm, I've heard people starting to see their onions begin to come up. So anyway, great warm weather, good Chaco sandal weather, great stuff. So hey, why not talk about a little things that are going to be happening this spring as well. So a few things. First of all, February the 26th, that's the last Sunday in February. And on that particular Sunday, we will celebrate three years as a church. And uh, so it, it, go ahead and mark that down on your calendars. Put that down. We're going to have a covered dish lunch. The church is going to take care of uh, the meat and drinks. Probably going to have a little bit of Lane's barbecue. And then whatever side dish you guys bring uh, will be very much appreciated. Uh, if there's one thing about our church, the people in this church, they know how to cook. And you don't want to miss a covered dish lunch at Statham Community Church. So... Three-year celebration, February 26th. It's going to be in the cafeteria. And then uh, a couple of other things. That same weekend, February the 24th, 25th, and 26th, our students are going to be involved in the Disciple Now weekend. Uh, we will have some more information about that, but just let it be something where you just save the date, put it down, February 24th through the 26th, Disciple Now weekend. We will need some uh, folks to help us out with transportation, hosting, uh, being a host home uh, for our guys, for our girls. Uh, those places would be appreciated. Just your prayer support uh, as, a, as a part of our church and praying for our students and everybody involved in that particular uh, event will be very much appreciated. So February 24, 25, and 26 is our Disciple Now weekend. And then finally, Easter. Easter is going to be on April the 16th. Big day, all right, big day for us, big day for a lot of churches, but what happens the following week? A lot of times it's like, man, where did everybody go? Well, here's our plan. The following week, we want to do a, what we call a comeback Sunday, and what we're going to do is on the Sunday following Easter, we want, we're going to invite everybody that's here that day, we want to invite them to come back, and we're going to have an event over uh, at... And I forget the name of the park. It's like two different names. It's off of Fur Lane, off of Dooleytown Road. Uh, it's like Robert Bridges Park. It's not a memorial park because he's not passed away yet. He's still living. But it's Robert Bridges Park right over here off of Dooleytown Road. And we will have, again, covered dish. We'll take care of the meat, the drinks, and all that good stuff. Uh, but we'll have some activities and some games and stuff for the kids. Uh, to enjoy they've got if you want to bring your dog bring your dog they've even got a dog run over there it's like all fenced in so if you are a dog lover bring them all right we'll be all inclusive there uh, so it's going to be a great day so easter april 16th come back sunday april 23rd over at the park here in statum so be on the lookout for more information about that and uh looking forward to seeing what God does in our midst as we continue on as a church. So let me pray for us as we get started in Galatians chapter 2. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity to be here and to be present in this place and to hear a word from you and to be a part of uh, just singing songs and, and worshiping you and acknowledging your lordship, acknowledging your grace, God, acknowledging the fact that we stand before you, uh, God, as needy. God, as people who are in need of your grace, who are in need of your mercy, who are in need of just an encouraging word. 
And so, Father, I pray that today will be that day. I pray that today will be the day that for those that have never received your grace, God, that they would hear the word and that they would believe and they would acknowledge that you, God, are the Father of Jesus and that you raised him from the dead and that Jesus is Lord. I pray that that will happen today. And maybe for those of us that may be struggling in our, in our faith, maybe dealing with some things that we have questions about, I pray that today will be a day that some of those things are answered and that we have a little more clarity and that we have a little more understanding, a little more wisdom based on what we read in your word today. God, we love you, we thank you, and we commit our time to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. <clears throat> I want to give you a thought. When your vertical relationship with God is based on the grace of God, then your horizontal relationships, including that of the one with yourself, those horizontal relationships will then be impacted supernaturally rather than spiritually. Let me say that again. When your vertical relationship with God is based on the grace of God, then your horizontal relationships, including self, will be impacted supernaturally rather than spiritually. Let me, let me explain it just a little bit more. I, I, I like to work in diagrams, and so... For me, I have to see a picture. So I want to show you this little picture that I drew. I'm not the best artist, but this is a picture that I drew in my journal. And I want to share this with you and kind of give this a little bit more of a, a picture of what that particular thought is saying. So you see me here at the bottom of the cross. You see God at the top. You see people to the left, and you see yourself to the, to the right. Okay? Now, the cross represents the grace of God because... The grace of God, except for the grace of God, we have nothing. We have no hope, all right? So the cross represents the grace of God that we receive in Christ. And my relationship with God is based on the grace of God. And as that vertical relationship remains healthy, and it is practiced through the reading of God's Word, through prayer, through Bible study, through, uh, through sharing of my faith, all right, through the other spiritual disciplines that, that we have, the, the, the assembling of ourselves together, all of those things are like a flywheel, all right? And they all work together to maintain and to improve the health of your relationship with God. But it's all based on the grace of God that we have in the cross of Christ. So as that vertical relationship with God is maintained and there's health there, the impact then flows back down into our relationships with man, with people, including yourself. And that will, lend to, that will lead to a supernatural impact versus a, a superficial impact. Because if my relationship with God is absent, then it's just more directed towards man. Void of God and void of the cross. And what we wind up with are superficial, unspiritual relationships. Non-impactful, non-life-changing. Yes, you may receive encouragement. Yes, you, you may receive some of the th those things, but when a relationship with people and yourself is void of a relationship with God, you're capped. There, there's nothing supernatural that's taking place because it's not God that's now working through you, okay, in your relationship. It's not God that is transforming you, although he desires to have that relationship. The relationship is void of God. And it's superficial at best. But when God is included and God is, and, and, and your relationship with God is founded on the grace of God, then it takes on a whole new level of power. It takes on a whole new level of impact 
in the lives of people. Now, our vision as a church is to impact the world for Jesus Christ by making disciples and planting churches. The key word in that particular vision statement is to impact the world for Jesus Christ. Key word, impact. Well, we can't impact, we can't have supernatural impact unless God is at the very center, unless his grace is at the very center of our relationships with man. That's where it has to be. That's where the impact happens. Because it's not you that has the impact. It's God that has the impact flowing through you, in, in you, and then through you. So the impact is based on the grace of God. Now, Paul, his life was based on the grace of God, and his impact was supernatural. When we take a look at Galatians chapter 2, Paul is continuing his story of his call and his ministry to the Galatians. Now, 14 years, when we pick it up in Galatians chapter 2, 14 years have passed since his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus. When Paul was heading towards Damascus to go and persecute the church and to really take captive people that were believers in Christ and were proclaiming Christ and were declaring the gospel, Paul was going there and on his way to persecute Christians, he has this encounter with Christ and, and he becomes a believer. And Jesus calls him out and calls him to be an apostle to the Gentiles. So 14 years have now passed since that has happened. And during those particular years, Paul has been preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. He's been obedient to what God has called him to do. Now, wherever Paul preached, he always faced opposition. There was never a moment, there was never a time when Paul didn't face opposition. Wherever he went, he was always going to face opposition. And what happened, what we read in Galatians 2 verse 4, is that there were some people who had infiltrated, what Paul says, infiltrated their ranks, and they began to teach a false gospel. They were being opposing to what Paul and Barnabas were teaching. They were teaching, and they were saying this, that unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, then you cannot be saved. And what happened is that caused a sharp disagreement. Well, you say, well, I, I don't really see where that says that, Spencer. Where does that, well, if you were to go to Acts chapter 15, if you were to back up a few books and go to Acts chapter 15, you would see the whole account of what took place. So you've got these people over here that are teaching a false gospel, saying that you have to be circumcised if you're going to be saved, and then Paul is saying, no, you don't have to be circumcised to be saved. All is needed is the grace of God. So Paul and Barnabas, they decide, well, you know what? We're just going to go and we're going to take this. We're going to make this right. We're going to figure out. We're going to set in stone what is the gospel. We're going to make sure that the message that we're communicating to the Gentiles is the same message that's being communicated to the Jews. So where do they go? They go to Jerusalem. They go to the Jews. They go to the leaders. They go to the apostles and the elders of the church at this point. Peter, James, John. They go to all of them. And they want to meet with them about that particular question. Does a person have to be circumcised or do they not have to be circumcised in order to Let's pray together. Paul wanted to make sure that the race that he was running... All right, yeah, the ministry, the, no the race that he was running, and, and Paul would oftentimes you. refer to his call, his ministry, and all as a that race we are. That he would run. Paul so wanted Father, to make sure that, that the race that he was running was not run in vain, and he also wanted to make sure that the message that he would communicate as he would, morning, as he was God, running through this particular race, as he was running in his ministry. He wanted to make sure that what was being spoken Just by other people was not going to be something that was going to be tripping people up. That if you look in Galatians verse, chapter 2, verse 3, he says, he says, in, in verse 2 and 3, he says, I went in response to a revelation and meeting privately with those your esteemed leaders. That would be Peter, James, the John, more we read about the, it, the more Jewish amazing it becomes to okay. us. And I, pray that I that presented to them the gospel that I preach among the today. Gentiles. 
I wanted to be Spirit, sure that I was not running to really just and I had not been running my race today in vain. And and maybe it really kind of reminded as I read that it really reminded me of a we, of a, of a and, personal and story. It's kind of embarrassing be for me. Illuminated about six years you, and thirty pounds ago, may I had the opportunity to run in a Disney half marathon. Now, I don't look like I could go run a ha ha half marathon right now. Understand there ain't no way. <laughs> yes, I see that hand. What you're teaching us today? I could barely run a couple Lord, of miles. In your at name, this point. we pray, Lord. But Jesus. a half marathon is thirteen point one miles. So, Amen. But I had right, been losing weight. I had been running. Seat. I had been training. I want to invite you that I was to having turn to battle in your Bibles to the book of Galatians. We're going to be in Galatians chapter three. Is where we we're going to be set today. This goal that, okay, so we're going to take our family. Three. We're going to go with this family. And uh, I believe we're going to go uh, to. If you do need a Bible, we, Walt uh, Shannon Disney will World. be walking down the aisle. I'm going to run. Raise your hand. And I have if you need marathon, one, feel free. I don't know what it, I was thinking. You can this take body it, is not built keep it, for running. Just give it away, it. or you can return. So we're going to go okay. to Disney World, and we're going to uh, run this half marathon. If you have a friend marathon, that so needs we can enter the half marathon. We got to give this as a gift from you to your friend. It was cold in Florida. Keep this with you. We were out there. We were ready to get started as well. Race starts. And if you just want to turn it back in, you can turn it back in to our next step table one mile as you leave today. But we're going to be in the Book of Galatians, chapter three, I believe, and I'm dragging behind. It's well, probably going to be in the around, middle of the uh, race. 1100, page 1100. In the middle of the race, there's this old lady. She's probably 75, 80 years old. Be. At least that's what right. she looks like. So as you turn there, she let me go over just me. a few things with you uh, real quick. And, First of all, and then she had and, the nerve uh, on the just back a little of over her a shirt. Month, our church. This is, is what it says. Three years old. Everybody ready? And some of you are going to have our three-year celebration. But this and is what during that the time back of her shirt says: uh, a covered dish lunch. Some people. I'm older that have than grown you, up like and I'm in front of you. More in a traditional context of a church, we would call that. I wanted so bad to run up to her and trip her up right. so that I could just so stay in front. But it's going to be a little different. I said, "Nice shirt," and then three-year celebration is what we're calling it. I don't know where she went from there, but I know she provided the meat and the drinks. We're asking you to provide. Myself is right? though. And we will have that out. back in the cafeteria uh, on that particular Sunday. It'll be the last Sunday the of February, here February the 26th. Is are when communicating we're going to be having this false that message. And they were wanting to trip celebration. people up. And I want to encourage you to invite your friends, invite other they family to trip them up. They want to day. make them stumble. Uh, we have but Paul a, an incredible wanted to make uh, sure that the gospel that he was preaching to the Gentiles was the same gospel that Peter was preaching to. And I know that you're not going to want to miss that. So February 26th so they is go going to be our three-year celebration. Then in just a few months, begin the meeting. But the after meeting that, not start we will be celebrating well. Easter. They've already, Easter, they've already Sunday, been April confronted 16th, with this question. And when they get there, the they get to the meeting. And the really first thing that happens before uh, the meeting a, ever even starts, you have the resurrection, these but it's a, Jewish it's just believers as important to who bring still hold to that particular Sunday on April 23rd that you had going to, to have be what we call our comeback Sunday. And, and on that day, we're going to be over you had to one be of our local in parks here in Statham. And we're going to, it's got a, and I'm sure like when, I'm sure when Paul heard that come out of their mouth, knowing uh, that they were clothes, there for the purpose of talking we're through this and confirming uh, what the gospel was, I'm sure when Paul heard got, that the hair on the back games of his neck and just went, it's just going to be fun. All right. We're going to do that right after church. Because he was there to do, to talk through and to dismantle that very Right after church, we'll have it's going to be kind of like one of those homecoming type deals as well. So, so the apostles and the elders that we will be able to have want to encourage you to invite to your friends consider to that, that particular question. Well. So that's our Listen, comeback here, here's what it right says in Acts Easter, chapter and then today, 15. You don't have to worry about turning there, uh, but you might want to just actually make a note in your Bible or make a note are going to be paper there. Students Acts chapter 15 uh, parallels what takes place in Galatians chapter 2. Lots of Falcons games. So in Acts chapter 15, when we start in verse 7, listen to this. Then Wade will have a time. After of, much of, discussion of, about that particular question, for our students, Peter at our house. So, if you have any questions, remember that about how to get to our Peter place, got up and then we'll he addressed them. So here's Peter; he's the vocal to, leader uh, of the Jewish apostles. All right, he's everybody the vocal got, person. He says, "Brothers, in Galatians chapter three, you know that some time ago okay. God we'll made a choice sure among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe." Chapter three, or in your God, who knows the heart, God showed that He accepted them by. Giving we're going to just walk the right Holy through this just as he did to us. He did not. Right. God so did Galatians not discriminate where between us we are going to and be. them. Let me ask you a question. For he purified how does their God hearts feel by faith. When you mess up, now then, how does Verse God 10. feel 
when Why we do fail? You How does God feel trying when to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we, Jewish when people, we just Jewish believers, neither we nor our ancestors have ever been able to moves. bear? No, really and truthfully, we believe it how is God feel is really grace the of our Lord it's not really Jesus a matter of how God feels saved. It's really a matter of just how God as responds. They are. And so the when whole assembly became silent. As they really listened to Barnabas to and Paul, then begin to tell response. them about the signs and wonders that God one has done among the God Gentiles through And that one response them. now in is really one of the sweetest words chapter six, chapter two, verse on the six, face of the planet. And as for those who were held in high esteem, that would be it's the God's Jewish grace. apostles. That would it's be not Peter, really a James, feeling, John. it's a response okay. that those Jewish apostles that were there. Gives us. Whatever they were makes no difference to as me. We so Paul's saying, look, Galatians I respect three. them. Let me set the stage for you. But I'm not going the last to few weeks, we've been in Galatians let one, them just be two. the influence. We've heard a lot from Paul about his... I'm his not going to let their position, his, his call to the ministry, his call to tell to the me Gentiles. Who, We've heard his defense of the gospel, making said, sure that what as he for those is preaching held to the Gentiles, Gentiles is whatever the same they were, gospel makes no that difference to me. You've God got does Peter not and the other apostles preaching to They added nothing the to my message. The reason so they didn't add anything sure to the message is because that the message what was the same. Gentiles are hearing. There was nothing to add. They are saying is the message the exact same thing. It is by the grace of God that a Jewish person is saved. It's by the grace of God that a Gentile is defending his faith. Paul Verse is seven. On the contrary, they recognize that I had been entrusted sure with the task of preaching the gospel to the uncircumcised, accurate. just as it Peter had been to the circumcised. For God, who was at work in Peter as an apostle but the Galatians to the are being was also at work in me as an apostle to the Gentiles. Is James, known as, Cephas, who are known Peter, as the Gentiles. and John, they are those saying, esteemed and I'm not going to go into the whole very well respected thing again. Okay, apostles. we'll let that one they go. They gave me right. and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized that we're not talking about the grace given See, to me. It's kind of okay. like a bro hug. All right, so, so they would do the. Right hand of fellowship. They us, are saying, guys, the Judaizers are saying the to the Gentiles, hug, boom, boom, boom. Recap, you guys have got to do this, 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 okay. and this in order to be saved. That's what There's they're saying. There's a bro hug time. And they're giving in to it. So they agreed that we should go to the Gentiles Paul and, to, says, and they to the circumcised. No, that's All they not asked right. was that we should continue that's not right. to that's remember the poor, false. the that very is, thing that, is that I had false. been eager to and do. When we, and he's been defending this faith. And so when we get to Galatians 3, Paul just... This is really where the meat of, of, the, most of his letter is. Now, because Galatians 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, be aware of. this two is of a letter okay. to the First of all, the truth of the gospel Galatians. is unchanging. And when he gets to chapter 3, the he gets gospel really personal, is unchanging. Right? He gets really personal. Let me, John let me Stott, he if, said, if he says, I the gospel has not changed our church family with the changing culture. And it started off with dear idiots. We exist in a world where you have different cultures. What would you do in the world? What? But when it comes to the gospel, the yeah, gospel probably get one does back not saying, change. Yeah, you're just an idiot too, right? Somebody's a Jew, yeah. and just because right, somebody's if, a Gentile, right, students, or somebody's an American, to just call or you somebody is he an does? African or a European, the gospel is still the same. It doesn't change, and it doesn't change. Over I love centuries. Wade. We have the best youth pastor on the planet. Okay. Although stock continues, and we have, although and we have the best teachers on the planet, too, may vary because they keep which us, they do. They keep us real. The presentation so when you share the but when just you think share about that. Story, what if I or what if Wade or what if one of our vary, staff members or one of our advisors the the sent all of our church a letter and said you, see, you Peter and Paul had a different commission, just think about that. but they had a common message. You, you morons! Okay, one was to I mean, the Jewish. Let's look at what Paul said to the Galatians. He goes. You idiots! I mean, think about that. So the first I mean, we all say that. that. I mean, we will say that when people cut in front of us when we drive the gospel, or we will say those type of things. Alone. Maybe on but grace parents, alone, there's no other. All right, it is only this, by God's but grace. Parents, so subtracting know, from or right, adding guilty, to the gospel is to set aside the grace of God in place of something that is powerless to say. We walk away and go. 
anything you add to or anything you take away from the fact that and, and we just, Jesus is God's son and, hearing, and that God right? raised him from the dead and that when we confess but him we as Lord, if we Paul take away from right anything there or we add to anything out, and he's saying, there, you bunch of idiots. then we set aside who tricked you? the he grace says, of God. He says, who bewitched you? Now, when I'm talking about setting aside the grace of God, I'm talking about Paul discarding. I'm talking about trashing. I'm talking about how absolutely replacing God's grace with something else tricked into believing something else we don't think that was adding to the grace of God the gospel, the Listen, gospel he is says in this right here start off in verse alone. one he says you Period. foolish Galatians not based on what you do not based on who you are it's not you. based on status it's not based on goes, socioeconomic he says before your very stature, eyes Jesus not Christ was clearly portrayed there it is purely based crucified the grace he was clearly portrayed. You heard me. You've heard anything us extra proclaim to you. You have heard us describe to you. Or anything you left. have heard us clearly portray the very graphic problem. details of Christ crucified work. and why he was crucified. It doesn't work so because it's based you into on believing something else. Because here's the thing about what Paul says in regards to Christ being crucified. When it comes point. to the gospel, there is no how other effective is hand sanitizer words. There is nothing you can add to or take and away every from bottle Christ of hand crucified. sanitizer Two said words, that, right? Christ crucified. That is a bottle of hand kills ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs. Left. That's a pretty good rate, right? So I would Paul trust it. Had clearly portrayed everybody that else seemed to trust the it. They saw it in these big old bottles. Some people the gospel take is Christ crucified. Things. I don't know why Who they trick you into believing but something else. Some people else. probably do. And he goes on this. But it this kills ninety nine verse point nine nine of Jerk. Asking, who tricked so I'm like, Hit me up. How did this happen? I mean, how it's did a quick such, one. How, did, right. how was I mean, it that we were able to that it dries quick, kills germs, you ready to move on? That you Whereas fall if you're into this confusion, water, you got to stand there something the sink, more than wash your hands, crucify. Mm, so he says, towel, dry your hands and move on. No, 99.9% He goes, verse 2, he says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. But here's the thing. He says, Sometimes did you receive God's the Spirit by the works like of the law sanitizer, or like by believing what 99.99% effective? Now let me stop right and there. And we feel second. as if we need to do something in extra in order to make up for that 0.01% deficiency. We are going to hear things like law, promise, The problem is this, though. Covenant. God's grace blessing. is not 99.99% effective. God's grace is 100% words like that. We're going to hear a word like curse. And when we trust this, in something more, so let me just kind of just the, gospel, the stage for just a second. Then that's right. hypocrisy, and that the promise is 100% was a covenant that God made with Abraham it. and his seed. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Matter of fact, Paul addresses it. Now, personally, I hate conflict. So the covenant is the promise that I God makes with Abraham. With it actually passion. goes back even further, where He it even makes, makes it me with sick Adam at my stomach. The very beginning that I've got to right. have, where sin came through that first man, Adam. So He makes this covenant. Over a that God makes. Anybody relate to that? Then there's the law. Man. The law comes 430 there's, years there's after the promise was made. Now the like, law is some people enjoy it. They thrive off of it. Y'all people are sick. And we'll talk about right. that in just a second. But it's some the people law. do. When I'm, Most when people, talk about in my case, talking about can't the stand it. That you I do not I avoid chapter. it. All right. I try to avoid it as all at all costs. Okay. So the law. Then there in Galatians chapter two, the law has a certain curse as we move on down. That curse is death. Sometime that later, after this meeting, where you've got is, is hypocritical is. You're declared teaching guilty. going on, you've right. got a confirmation of the gospel from the promise that the gospel is to that the Jews there is the same gospel that's being faith. preached to the Gentiles. Declared righteous, and you have sometime holy. later Peter, a circumcised Jew, who goes to have. visit Antioch, you're going to hear and the uncircumcised Gentiles. Now let me stop right there for just a second. You're going to hear why in the world God would choose circumcision why we as a form of the kingdom, you know, of God. So those are some the covenant, words I don't know. I'm I want like, you to Lord, be aware of selecting we're going something to better. Kind of on I mean, it makes it really difficult to talk about circumcision when you preach passage of scripture. It really so, does. It's awkward. Let's just starting right out again. It's just awkward. Did you receive right. the Spirit by the word of the law about or by believing what takes place during circumcision? Now they had Thankfully, they just do it the when you're a baby. They had heard right. Christ crucified. But when you That's go back, they when Abraham in. and God made this covenant, liars came Abraham in. was a grown man, told him something else, and, and all the men that were living in his house, that. they and were grown. messed them up. 
Then he says, are you so and foolish after beginning this. by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying so to finish by means world? of the flesh? Paul is referring to the race of the Christian life. Maybe it was for a permanent reminder when they would have to go it's to the It's exactly what he's talking about. He says, are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish this race by means of the flesh. It can't be done. It was a big deal to the Jews. Have you experienced so much in vain? Circumcision was. If it was, it was really deal. in vain. So it was the again, seal I ask of you, God's covenant Does with Does God give you his spirit so and I don't work miracles de- I don't among you by the works of the law or by yeah. your believing what you Because it was definitely heard. an important truth. It was an so important fact that took Paul place. Paul just comes right out. It was out a seal of God's covenant with just Abraham. Lays and it was an expression of faith that God says if you are believing anything else, so that is completely to be circumcised idiotic. was a matter of foolish great to believe anything importance. else beyond it was so great of an importance that God. they said that circumcision was if there's you know thinking that proof we can buy our way into salvation thinking that we can do things of the belief. flesh in order to gain our salvation. And to be uncircumcised was to say, with the you're not a believer. It's, it's something that you add to. So or they were putting circumcision the above grace. Crucified. As the factor for and all of those your details that are associated with that. So Peter, after the meeting, then he says, let's has already stated you're saved by grace. Just, he goes to Abraham. Antioch in verse 6. Goes says, to the So Gentiles. also Abraham believe and Peter God and is it now credited to him as and Paul called now, him out. Now, when I'm saying verse Paul him out, comes from Genesis chapter 15. I don't know how many of you played where sports you have in high school. Abraham, we've talked about Abraham But a lot already. of times the Abraham locker room old, provided the environment his for wife, anybody Sarah, to be held accountable. The term that the Bible uses is that she's expired. There is no more. All right, You got called out. Her shelf life is done. Okay. If you were messing up, there is no the way the team that Sarah is going to be able to call conceive. you out. It's absolutely impossible. Or if you were the leader of the team, Sarah the co-captain would call it's you out. It's absolutely impossible. Or your coach Abraham might call to you even out. It's happened to me. Get her pregnant. And for those of you that it's have played sports, it's happened to you. I mean, they were both in their 90s. Peter was being they were old. And, and Paul called him but out. Yet God and it was a locker room in your says, face. Abraham, message. you are going to be and the father of many this, nations. And when we see this, look, follow along with me. In, in You're going to be the father of many nations. I promise you. Look, when Peter or Cephas and God came to Antioch, covenant with Pete, Paul Abraham, says, "I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned." In other words, he was guilty of hypocrisy. What Abraham does for before certain men came from James. Now James is James is a a Jewish apostle. Okay, I'm going to trust you. There's this. I'm going to believe people that are coming with James. He used. And the Bible Paul, says that Peter it was used to eat with the Gentiles. But Abraham when they arrived, as Peter began to so draw back and he began to separate himself from the Gentiles Testament because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. You see Abraham so you got two now being two credited as uncircumcised. And not because of what he did. Now the other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy. Even because Barnabas was led astray, was in Almighty God to fulfill when the I promise saw that, that God was giving They were him. not acting in line with the truth of the gospel. But he had no clue when it was going to take place. In front of them, you are but a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish and customs? And it was credited to him. We who are Jews by birth and not and sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified says, by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So those who have we faith too have put our faith in Abraham. Christ Jesus that we may be so justified you have by faith in Christ and not by Christ, the works of the law, because the, by the works of the law, no one will be justified. For you. But you and you if believe in that? seeking to be you justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves among in the sinners. Doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. Paul says, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That the life God I now live in the body, the I live by faith now, in the Son of right God, here. who loved me and Scripture. he gave himself for me. Saul, I do not set that? aside. I do does, not discard. I do not trash. Well, all, I do not replace the, the grace of God. Understand for if righteousness could be gained through the law, and active, Christ died what we have in our hands when we read God's word is something that is alive. 
we have something that is God-breathed. It is something that three penetrates lessons. the very heart and soul of who we are as three human lessons. beings. And that we learn like from Peter's dagger. hypocrisy. It's like a Paul's sword, a double-edged sword. It cuts going in, Three it lessons. cuts coming out. First of all, not designed to create pain, fear, but it is designed to especially teach you, correct us, rebuke us, to teach us, hypocrisy. lead us into all truth and righteousness. This fear is God's roadmap for us into hypocrisy. Worship of a man that when worship Jesus. of man, or when man and to okay, walk surpasses the lordship of God's word Jesus and to completely in your life. Is then to create this you eliminate God your own self-theology from the equation. That's whacked up. If you were to go back to the, which is to go what back was happening the, with the Gentiles, uh, to the to the diagram, they that were I believing had. some whacked up theology, and it cross, was taking okay? their eyes off. Of you eliminate Christ, God, in the cross and it was putting their eyes on something of the, the flesh. That was and when gross. you do that, your impact is now superficial. That had already fulfilled its purpose, surface at best, and no longer was needed. So fear leads to. Hypocrisy in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Look so at this. Scripture the Bible says that, that this is what the Lord says. the Gentiles by okay. faith. This and is what the Lord says. Cursed that the gospel is the one who trusts okay. in man, it who draws the strength in from mere flesh, to and whose heart saying, turns away from will the be Lord. Proverbs 29, verse 25 says, you. Fear of man will That's prove to be a snare, but Amen. whoever trusts All in the Lord is kept will safe. Blessed through you. So those who fear rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Fear of man okay. and what other people then verse might 10. think. For all who rely Peter on the works of the law of what are under James and the Jewish apostles were going to so think when they saw him eating with the, the Gentile sinners. You so can what rely he do? on faith. He pushes himself away from the table. He gets up and he leaves the work rudely. Two alternatives. That's not Here, cool. But here's the thing. After he had already Reliance said, it's by grace that you've been saved, but because of these guys, and they were talking about, hey, you got to be circumcised, Peter feels like he's caught Reliance in the middle, and he's got to pick a side. Well, he chose the wrong guilt. side. Because it's really Reliance not about declares you choosing circumcised or uncircumcised. It's about choosing the grace. Declares you guilty. Period. There's and no fear hope. of man will lead you to so hypocrisy. But when your courage is in Christ, get option. this, watch this. this in Jeremiah true. 17, verse 7 through 8. Are we going to rely on this. faith? But blessed is the or one who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in the him. Flesh. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots out by the so stream. It does says, not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. Who does it has no worries in a to year do everything drought, and it in never the book of the law. fails to bear So now fruit. we see that if there's going to be reliance on the law, there's fear going to be cursing. There's going to be a curse that is on those who rely on on the law. And the reason is this. Lesson it says, two. because cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of hypocrisy. In other words, you had to be from perfect. being out of alignment. You, there, there had to be this, this standard of perfection. It results from being out of alignment. Right? Obedience in with every single category. Of justification. And the thing is, the I Bible like says, that is that when you break one law, okay. you are guilty of breaking them that's all. That's going to be an, that's a, that's a key word. For example. For here. If you break the solid word when it the comes to commandment that says, Christian do faith. not take the Lord's name Hypocrisy in vain, results from being out of alignment. You are just Peter as guilty was out of as alignment. If you what you see somebody. here in, in verse 14, Paul saw that that's they the were seriousness not of the law. in line with okay? the truth of the that's, gospel. The that's truth how, of the gospel that's the is that we are justified that we have faith. from we're the law. By grace. That's what we have. Okay. So faith. Paul and continues, he says, clearly no one us who relies on the law is justified right God because the God. righteous are going to live by faith. So what is justification? The law is not based on faith. Justification On the, the contrary, it says God that the person who does these things the will live by them. Righteous so you had Jesus to live Christ. a perfect, what he does. sinless So justification life. is an act, not a and process. There's only one person that I knew. That we know Romans 5.1 says that having Jesus therefore been once and, and for all justified by faith, we have peace with God. Justification us to verse is 13. an act. Look, One time. The Bible says it's an instant and Christ an immediate transaction that takes place from between the, the believing the sinner and by God. A curse for us. We're justified. 
And in justification, guess what? Is everyone God declares that the believing sinner is now righteous. So here's Jesus Christ crucified, an enemy, and you stood guilty before God. But the moment that you trust Christ, you are now declared not guilty. And the you can never be law, called okay, guilty. He again. redeemed us That's from the that curse of, of what justification by becoming means. that curse. Is that us. once you are declared not guilty, is everybody you can never we be declared. I want to make sure we're tracking because it's again. building up to embrace that in the great listen news to that. about. Listen to that truth okay. and let that sink in deep down in so your Christ heart becomes and the curse. In our place, because when we begin to understand us how the gravity of our own from sin that curse and what it does in our relationship with God, and He says you're not ball, guilty. Right? Well, to buy something, you have to have payment, right? You Listen, have to have part of criminal of will always carry correct? a criminal record with them. Okay, you've either got to have a you've not either so got to have a Ben Franklin. Okay, when you're justified or by you've got to have something of equal value your to past trade, sins are remembered and, no more. And Man, you God make takes that deal. Sin, he throws it as far as the east is. Because what west, comes out of your account into the sea of goes into that person's account. What comes right out of that person's account goes no into fishing. your account. It's a trade. It's a it's a redeem. It's redeemed. What he does for us, we were cursed. He remembers Jesus your sin was no not more. cursed, but he Why? then became because he nailed it all onto the cross. Past, present, could be redeemed and no longer cursed, so that you could have life. And have okay. it abundantly. He now the payment free. that was made that's was what the, his death. That's what the cross does. That's what grace does. It unlocks the currency that the he prison used cell that you're in, so that you can live freely. And by that blood, and when we Peter separated himself, from we the are Gentiles, made pure. Listen, we are he made was out of alignment with the, the gospel of grace to. because he was elevating something completely, that was completely powerless to save. He was elevating justified the, by faith. The, the, the doctrine of circumcision as so something Jesus that was becomes powerful the curse, to and save, he takes the curse off of us so that we can truth, have life it was and have it to, to the full. It does nothing. You can't be justified only the gospel of grace, just simply save. from the law, because the law is not based Lesson on faith. Three. Listen, verse fourteen: hypocrisy. Jesus hypocrisy redeemed us leads in order that the blessing given to Abraham here comes to Peter's the covenant that, that God gave to Abraham, that promise that God not gave only Abraham, did it lead others astray, he redeemed but those us in order that he for led the astray, blessing that was given to Abraham astray. might come to the Gentiles. Now Barnabas us, was a key leader through Christ Jesus, Barnabas so that was by faith we his, might his, receive the promise his very of name the Holy means son of encouragement. And he was that to many believers. Capture that. A In other words, of Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law the so that we could have life to, to the full. Think about the impact that they've had in your so life. So that we could think experience how much God's they've loved grace you and how much they've cared mercy. for you. Think about, think about the, the role that God has used in their life to impact your life and your family. So that we now, have life. And so is that, that we, as that person comes to mind, I want you to think about of that person God now made with Abraham. And that blessing is freedom. That blessing is justification. And it's a declaration stumbled. of righteousness. And What's we are no longer you? declared How guilty. do you feel? What's your That's thought? the beauty of What's God's going through grace. Your mind? What's going through That's your That's the heart? beauty of what we're reading right You're here. You're broken. Is that we because are no this guy good. has been a... We can stand before He's God, been a pillar of says, faith. Not but now he guilty. is now being led astray, and now he has condition. been caught up in some hypocrisy. That one can now you're hurt because of his. It comes down to your belief. That's what you believe. Do you believe that, Barnabas? Do you believe in Christ crucified, or you don't? You may say, "Well, yeah, I well, believe how? in Jesus Christ crucified," how but I also believe that you got to do this hypocrisy and this. Lead you got to go to church. People astray. Well, first of all, you gotta, look. You got to give a bunch of money, and you got to do all these other things. It's just pre it's pretending. That's adding to the gospel. Peter pretended that his That's actions not were gospel. motivated by faith. The gospel is simple. It is Christ when they were crucified. really just motivated by fear. Christ crucified. He was pretending. Now the rest of the story is that he no longer is on that cross. Is deceitful. It's He's no longer in the grave. It's he came back so that we can have it's life, fraudulent, and have it to the fullest. He's now sitting at the right hand of at God core, right this minute. And I can guarantee you every single day, he's probably looking at Jesus. I mean, he's probably looking at the God the Father and saying, when can I go? And if you're going to have when can I go back? maximum When can I go back? I'm ready. You send me whenever you're have you are ready to send me. I am ready to go back. Jesus. Then we've got to take heart people. and bring them home. Paul's words to Peter 
in his final state. That's the hope that we have. When he says, I have been crucified with in Christ. Our future. And I no longer then live. Then he says, but Christ. If you didn't get that, let's me. take a look at an example. From everyday it's life. It's not about the Jewish an example people of everyday living through life. me. It's not about you living through and me, And he uses Peter. the example of a no, it's covenant. About Jesus living through me and his grace. And he goes on, he says, Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is the case. The, body. I live the promise the that was spoken God. to Abraham he and to me. his seed he gave himself for me. Scripture I'm does not, not say, and quote, and Paul says, and to his seed, meaning many people, but it says, and to your seed, meaning one person could who is Jesus other Christ. Way. So when God makes the promise, when God makes this covenant with Abraham, listen, he's not only making it with just Abraham, he's making it with life. Jesus and that's Christ. That's where we've right got to live our life. It is, a, it is a covenant that he is making Grace between is Jesus foundation. and Abraham that God himself. gives us in order to He is promising live a life. Hope. He is promising Christ. eternal life. He is promising justification by faith. Christ. Now Jesus' deal on this side is that Jesus has got to come in the form of a human and when he's got to be subject to the, what we are subjected to and he has to die. The grace of God. He's got to live the perfect life, which we're not able to, be, to live. He's got to take our curse and become the curse. Going to be impacted he has to take our sin and become God the sin. That's what happens. Jesus actually becomes the sin that God lays on the cross so that you and I could have life and have it for eternity. As we pray, I want to Christ crucified. But then Paul says, I want to it's a covenant. You. Now, there's a difference between a covenant and a contract. Taking some next Covenants are promises that cannot be broken. Contracts never, are made with escape hatches. Big, big difference. Fully and what God set up for us is not a contract that we can escape from. It's not a contract that he can escape from. No, it's a covenant that God to promises that. to us. And he promised it starting with, Abra starting with Adam, then he went to Abraham and Jesus. And, say, and that promise is now right, being fulfilled I this over for and over us. and over and over again. And he uses that contract, that, 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 that covenant. Now, I believe it. Right here, this is a very, very, very important Jesus, document in mine and Lisa's life. And that God, you raised Jesus. This document is our certificate of marriage. It was an act of grace. Dated August the 27th, so 1994. To the married place. at. Prince Avenue Baptist Church in Athens, Georgia. So married by Jesus, Pastor Bill Ricketts and Pastor Stuart B. Lord. Sims. You need to do that. Jr. I want to encourage you to. It was attested here take that next by our probate judge, Jesus is Lord. It was, it was dated. It was filed. And, and right now, this particular marriage certificate I wanna, I wanna, is on file the in the probate court of Athens Clark County. Card. And you can, but there's one thing that this marriage certificate does not do. Saying, hey, I want to talk more about this marriage certificate does not communicate the covenant that, that I made with Lisa and that she second. made with me. It does not communicate the Maybe promise that I will love her Maybe and until death do us part. And it does not communicate the promise I mean, that she made to me that she would love me until death do us part. I stand before you and confess Marriage that. is a covenant. I thank you that I'm not guilty. I don't stand before you as not a guilty, contract. but God, I stand before you as forgiven. And, and, and the relationship and that God sets up with us grace. is I'm a promise that. that will be and continues so to be you, kept. If there's some See, the covenant that I made with Lisa and that she made with me, it it's a covenant that we've lived out move for on, over 22 years. Grace. It's a covenant Alone. that that will continue until we're dead the, and gone. The, the gravity of your sin. And it's a covenant that will help you to understand we hope and we pray that is, a, is an God. example of love and commitment and faithfulness to our children so that they themselves will so whatever pursue those to same to types of relationships with their I want to encourage you to take that next steps card. Fill that out. But it's a covenant. in the basket. In Not a contract. Moment. The word covenant our Father, is where we get our word will. From. Thank you so much. Like a last Lord. will and testament. Your grace. And once it is sealed, it is so overwhelming. You cannot open it. It is so good. Until we do not deserve the people it. Who it is unmerited. The testators favor are gone. 
It is your kindness. And at that point, that on the back of these wheels, this us in ways my will, that we and this don't is Lisa's will. And on the back of these wheels, it's dated July 21, 2004. You blow us away. Executrix is Lisa Breedlove for me. But An God, some way, somehow, is my dad, Tony through your spirit, God, reveal to us. On the back of Lisa's will, the executor is me. The gravity she of our sin and me the in weight death, of your grace. I get to that is so much this. greater. If Thank I'm dead and the gone, then my dad gets to open. have in you. But nobody can change what is on the Lord, inside in Jesus name, of these envelopes that we pray. They are sealed. Amen. Matter of fact... Amen. On the back, they're not only glued like an envelope, but they're also taped. They're sealed. The same thing with what God does in this passage. And what Paul is explaining is that, yes, just like a human covenant is sealed and it is immutable, it's the sa- even more so is God's covenant with us and God's covenant with Abraham and his seed, Jesus Christ. It is unchangeable. It's immutable. It's, it, it can't, nobody can add anything to it or take, any way, take anything away from it. Can't do it. And it can only be fulfilled by God alone. The promise that God makes can only be fulfilled by Him alone. So, Paul continues, what I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later, there's the Ten Commandments, introduced 430 years later, it does not set aside the promise or the covenant that previously established by God and thus do away with that promise. Okay? So the law doesn't come in and and overtake what God has set up. For if the inheritance, that is eternal life, depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham, gave Abraham this covenant, this promise, this promise of eternal life, this promise of justification. He gave it to Abraham through a promise, not the law. So then Paul asked two great questions. He says, why, first of all, was the law ever given? What was the purpose of the law? And then secondly, is the law opposed to the promise of God? Two great questions to ask. So why, first of all, it's a great question to ask, because if your why is not good enough, then there's really no reason that you need to do it. Great question. Why was it given? And Paul goes, he says, look, It was added because of transgressions. It was added because of transgressions. In Romans chapter 5, verse 20, the Bible says, The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. Listen, the purpose of the law, the purpose of the law was not to bring salvation, but it was to convince men of their need for salvation. That's the purpose of the law. The law exposed our sin and condemned our sin. That's what it did. Because, see, when Adam first sinned, all right, and brought sin into the world, sin had something attached to it, and it was called the death penalty. Because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And there is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. So there has to be something that dies in order for there to be forgiveness of sin. There has to be something that their blood is that currency that is used in order to make restitution. Okay? That's what it's supposed to be. So Adam sins, death begins to reign. Death begins, it's the death penalty. Now, the problem is, is that there was no law at that point. And where there is no law, sin cannot be held against somebody's account. So what God does with the law, okay, is with the law, it declares those who are sinners guilty. That's everybody on the planet who is ever born is declared guilty because of the law. So the law exposes sin and condemns it and it declares us guilty now is the law opposed to the promise that god made paul says absolutely not it's not it's not opposed to it at all look here 
For if a, if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would surely have come by the law. I can promise you, listen, if Jesus didn't have to die, God probably would have found another way. If the law was something that could impart life and bring life to us, then surely God would have chosen that. And Paul says the very same thing. If the Bible, if the law could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come through that law. But Scripture, look at this, Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin. Well, who's under the control of sin? We are. Sinners are under the control of sin. But the law exposed that sin and condemned it, locked it up. So that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus, might be given to those who believe. So belief is the key that unlocks you from the prison that the law condemns you to. Belief, not just in any kind of belief, but belief in Christ crucified. The gospel. The law is almost like a foster parent. It's almost like a foster parent. As I thought about this, I was like, okay, Lord, what's the, what's the best way to really look at the, the purpose of the law? A foster parent is one who is a guardian and a custodian. They provide protection for an orphan. They provide correction for that same child. They, they hold that orphan accountable is what they do. And that foster shows that foster parent shows that child shows that orphan how to live but the thing is this is that the foster parent has limited authority has very limited authority and it's the same way with the law because see the law served the bible says as our guardian and our custodian but it was powerless to do one thing the law was powerless to save. It couldn't save us. It couldn't do what Jesus did. It was powerless. Sin was in the world before the law was given, and it brought death. Sin wasn't charged against anybody's account at that point, but the problem was this. Sin, excuse me, death, still reigned because sin was in the world and the wages of sin is death death reigned so there was a problem there might not have been a law but there was an issue there was a problem because sin was causing death and death reigned at this point the law came declared us guilty and locked us up and that curse of the law was that we were orphaned we were orphaned, spiritually speaking, because of sin. So because of sin, death reigns, but it only reigned until the seed, Jesus Christ, came. The promise of who was referred to in Genesis. Until Jesus came, death was the ruler. But when Jesus came and he defeated death, ha, we're no longer under the rule of death. We are no longer under the bondage that sin puts us in. We are now set free because Jesus came and unlocked the keys of death and hell so that you and I could have life eternally with him 
forever. That is God's amazing grace. We don't deserve it. Not one bit. Not one bit. Let me tell you something. We don't want fair. We don't want God to be fair because if we, if God, if we wanted God to be fair, listen, God could just send every, every, I mean, just, all right, you want fair? There's hell. That's fair. That's justice. I don't think any of us in this room want justice. We are begging for mercy. We're begging for it. Now, we're orphaned because of sin. Watch this. Not only are we were we then orphaned because of sin, but now we're adopted. We're adopted forever. When Lisa and I had the privilege of adopting Elizabeth in 2006, golly, I can't believe it's going to be 11 years next month. When we adopted Elizabeth, we became her forever family. But Elizabeth became a daughter. She became a sister. She became a cousin. She became a niece. She became a friend. She became an heir to what's mine and Lisa's. That's what happens in our lives with the Lord. He adopts us into his family, and he calls us his very own. When we, through faith, believe, that's what happens. In Romans chapter 8, listen to this. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, that the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, through the Spirit you received, brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, guess what? We are heirs. What are we heirs to? We are heirs to the promise that God made with Abraham and Jesus back in Genesis. That promise that we are now heirs to is the promise of justification by faith. You are now declared not just righteous, but you are declared a child. You've just gone from an enemy to being a child of his. We're adopted, and that is the gospel. See, the gospel is not good advice. To men, but it is good news for all men. The gospel is not an invitation just to do something. No, the gospel is a declaration of what God has done. The gospel is not a demand, but it's an offer. It's an offer. You got two choices rely on faith, rely on the law. One leads to justification and declaration of righteousness, the other one leads to a declaration of guilt, and you're guilty. So how does God feel? More like, how does God respond? And he responds with this, is that his grace exceeds your sin, and then he adopts you as his child and calls you his own. Would you pray with me? Let's pray together. Man, what truth we have just drank from a fire hydrant from God I know this was a lot but God I pray that your spirit just has pricked our hearts that we would just understand and know just how much grace you've given to us thank you Jesus for becoming the curse for us for becoming that sin for us 
so that we could have life, so that we could so that we didn't have to pay that penalty. Thank you. And thank you is really not enough. It doesn't, it doesn't even scratch the surface for the gratitude that we have and should have in our hearts. So thank you. We are blessed to have been given such amazing grace. We don't deserve it, but you gave it anyway. So Jesus, we love you. We say thank you for the grace that you've given to us. I pray that we, as your people, will then pursue that grace and then live by that grace, depending solely on you being crucified and not ourselves. As you came in today, you were given a next steps card in that worship folder. I want to encourage you that if there is any spiritual decision that you made today, to take that out and indicate that on that next steps card and drop that in the offering basket when it goes by in just a few minutes. Or maybe there were some things said that you're like, man, I've got to have some further conversation about this. I've got to have, I've got some questions. And you might want to talk to me. You might want to talk to Wade or one of our advisors. We would love the opportunity to, to do that and encourage you along those lines. So you can take that next steps card and just drop that in the offering basket when it goes by in just a second. Maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you have a particular need that you need for us to, to pray for. Our prayer ministry team meets regularly and is communicated with regularly with specific needs in your life and in our church's life. And I can tell you that we've seen God do some amazing things. We've seen Him answer prayer. We've seen Him move. And it awes us to see Him do that. So I encourage you to take that Next Steps card and respond to what God's put on your heart today and what He's leading you to do. Father, I pray for these that need to make some spiritual decisions today. I pray that you give them the courage and the power to do so. Father, we love you. And we thank you. And it's in your name that we pray.